0: If it smells like shit, you are in the right place. You are listening to The Provwackers, hosted by David and Craig. Enjoy.
1: Hey everybody, glad you're with us. Big ol' episode 20. Man, we made it. 20 episodes already. It's pretty impressive.
2: The monumental 20 mark.
1: That's right. We have uh, an episode for every listener.
2: <laughs> well, we might be overshooting that just a tad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we eclipsed that about week two. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, glad to have you guys who listen with us. Tell a friend. Share the love. That's all I ask.
2: Don't yes. be afraid. Yeah,
1: that's right. Don't worry. We won't give you syphilis. I promise.
2: maybe just radio herpes (laughs) yeah
1: herpes of the year (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah man so how's it been going everything going all right
2: yeah it's been going good weekend's off to a good start my daughter uh her softball team finished first in their in their league last night won the tournament so nice she's stoked
1: you didn't uh didn't crush any little kids
2: no, I didn't crush any little kids. I, I played father and <laughs> stayed on the sidelines and did my cheering and whatnot. I was told at one point by my wife if I wanted to coach the game to get over to third base, I was getting a little out of hand. with the, Did you ask uh, your wife yelling. if you
1: were getting permission to go to third base or go coach third base?
2: No, she was telling me to go coach third <laughs> base because I was getting a little bit loud on the sidelines. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, well... Hey, sometimes it happens. I was, uh, <clears throat> my brother-in-law, he's pretty young. He's, I think, 14 now. But we used to go to his baseball stuff all the time, and those parents were nuts. I mean, the shit they were yelling at the coaches and the and the umpires and all that stuff, Um I couldn't believe the stuff that comes out of these people's mouths uh, for Little League games.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty ridiculous a lot of times. You hear all these fights between parents and people beating up umpires, that's pretty stupid. But I mean we had a I my daughter plays in an eight U league. Um and there were even parents that were it was ridiculous. The guy would call somebody out at home plate and blatantly obviously and they would start arguing with the umpire. I'm like, they're eight fucking years old.
1: Oh I know. That's what's funny, It's like people get so intense about like little league games. It's like, dude none of this shit matters at the end of the day. like, Quit holding on during glory days because you probably sucked anyway.
2: Yeah, let them have fun. Just let them play and learn how to play.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's like the whole point is just to have a good time. And half these kids won't even be playing by high school. They'll all quit. So who cares? Just let them enjoy it. It's fun while it lasts. But yeah, man. <clears throat> I forgot to tell you the story on Thursday when we recorded. So, um, so I usually get up around four, four fifteen in the morning, which sometimes is a pretty rough, rough event getting out of bed that early. And, uh, <clears throat> so the, uh, a couple days before I would I'd fucked up my back and my neck and back area. Right. So like my trap was all fucked up and like right now it's still just sore and feels weird, but like it felt good last night before bed anyhow. So I head downstairs. I'm all groggy. I go in the bathroom. Now I, uh, in this bathroom downstairs, if, if you are a man and you stand up to take a piss, you just spray everywhere. Like for whatever reason, the splashback in this bathroom is like disgusting. So like when I first moved in, um, you know, I'd go in there and take a whiz and like a day or two later, it just like smelled like piss everywhere. So I've just become accustomed to just sitting down on this toilet. I just sit to pee down here because I don't like the smell of my pee all over and I don't like that my pee is getting all over. And I'm the only one who stands up to pee in the house, so who do you think has to clean it? So I usually just go sit down and piss. Which it's especially relaxing first thing in the morning, you know, you just you're exhausted, you just go sit on the toilet and take a leak. So I usually sit in the dark in this bathroom, and I'm like reading my phone, looking at stuff, just seeing if there's anything good going on. Almost treating it as if I'm taking a dump, except I'm literally just taking a whiz, and then I'm out. So <clears throat> a lot of times after that, what I'll do is I have a scale in that bathroom, and I'll uh, I'll weigh myself afterwards. And so um, I bring all my clothes downstairs with me, and then you know I because I sleep in just my underwear, and then. And I'll, I'll change into my clothes after I weigh myself. So I take my whiz, set my phone down, flip the light switch on three inches from my hand is this giant fucking spider sitting in a roll of my toilet paper. It's like the extra toilet paper for when you run out of the one that's on the, on the little roller right there. And this sucker, I mean, he had to be the size of a 50 cent piece at least I ran out of my bathroom so fast, I almost pulled a hamstring trying to get my ass off the toilet. I was just, the last thing I was expecting was this giant massive spider that's been sitting like a two inches from my hand while I'm in the dark, <laughs> like reading on my phone. This thing is right in front of my face. I, I, oh my God, dude, I think it makes the hair stand up on my arms, I think it gives me the willies.
2: Oh yeah, the spider was huge. You sent me a picture of it actually in the, the toilet paper tube and... Oh man, that yeah, that might have so, been a. So
1: that's the that's the worst part of this whole story. Imagine this, okay? So you're you're taking a shit, and you've run out of toilet paper. So what do you do? You grab the uh, the backup roll that's in this basket in front of the toilet. Stick your fucking hand in this roll, and there's a fucking giant spider that comes flying out of there. Oh my god, what do you do? Do you run with your dingleberries hanging off your ass? And start dropping loads on the on the ground on your way out just because of the spider? I mean, what do you do? I mean, I was just lucky he was hanging out there. I would have never known he was there. Oh, my God.
2: I think you take the chance and squeeze your ass cheeks real hard together to make sure you don't drop nothing on the way to the other bathroom <laughs> and get the <laughs> fuck out of there.
1: Yeah, so I was also getting made fun of for my new approach of killing spiders in my house. So my wife likes to critique my spider killing. Except eh, she doesn't ever kill the fucking spider. So it's always me, right? So they always seem to be in like the worst position or weirdest place in my house where it's like, you know, if you swat this thing with like a fly swatter or like a newspaper roll or anything or a shoe, like that spider, you're going to just piss him off and he's going to run away and you're not going to get him. Like that one, you saw the picture, that thing's in a tube of toilet paper. Like how do you smash it? You don't, you can't smash it. If I try and hit that thing, then he's inside the basket with the other six rolls of toilet paper and good luck finding him. I'm not digging them out. Um, yeah. So my new approach, which I think is ingenious is I get my, I have a Dyson, like one of those cordless Dyson animal vacs and mm-hmm. it has the, the little small attachment that you use to go and like vacuum your car out or get down in the crevices. I just go up and yeah. suck these motherfuckers into the vacuum and watch them in the little tube at the bottom spinning around so I'll just go over there and just suck them right up.
2: And so <laughs>
1: she thinks I'm like the world's biggest pussy because, <laughs> because I use a vacuum to kill the spiders instead of my hand.
2: Oh, man. Fuck that. I wouldn't be using my hand to smash it. I, I'll smash them with my hand if they're like microscopic tiny. Yeah. But I'm not. The, the one that you sent me that legit was, yeah.
1: Oh, dude, he's at no. least the size. I mean, you know the size of the, the tube inside the toilet paper, right? Like he was he yeah. made a he made a web from around the hole down inside of it, but it also connected to the wall. So he had like the little corner spider web all tied back to this roll of toilet paper where he could go hide inside that hole. I mean it was like the perfect hiding spot for a spider. And when he saw me move, he went down in the hole. Like mm-hmm. as fast as he could, just was down in there. So like if I would have spooked him coming in You know, and then like had to grab that spare roll, and you have this giant spider on your arm. Oh my god! I mean,
2: yeah. Chances are he wouldn't have done anything, but still would have scared shit out of you. You're sitting in the dark. Holy cow!
1: Yeah, I just keep going back to that scenario where you need that spare roll of TP, and you go grab it, and you and and you know you stick your hand in the roll because usually when you Mm -hmm. need the spare one you know, you've got to use it right then. It's not like you're going to go put it up and set it on the toilet paper holder. You know, you're going to actually just get in there. So what do you do? You Stick your two fingers in the roll and you start unwinding the TP off the toilet paper roll and then you take it off and wipe your ass. Right. And mm. so like, I just imagine like he, you go to grab the toilet paper, he gets spooked and he goes inside and then you stick your finger in there. And then that some bitch goes out and grabs your fucking fingers and does that body slam. Like on that commercial, <laughs> with that spider, do you remember that? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. So I was, oh, ooh, it gave me the willies. So, of course, being the wonderful husband that I am, I left the spider in the bathroom for my wife to see. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I'm like, we have a problem in the toilet paper. You need to go take a look at that.
2: <laughs> was it still in there when she went to check?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. He was hanging out. I, because. You know, everyone's asleep in the morning, so I'm not going to go try and make a ruckus killing it. And it's not going to go anywhere. It was going to hang out there. It made, a, it made a nice little home. It wasn't like he was just wandering by. You know, he yeah. had his whole little setup with his web and everything. So I knew he wasn't going anywhere. So I just, uh I left him there for the, you know, for her to see. I said, there's this giant fucking spider in the bathroom. You should go check it out. She saw it. She went running. And she, she knew, like, she started screaming. I even warned her. I'm like, there's a giant spider in the toilet paper roll over there. Go look at him. Because I want you to believe me how
2: big this fucking spider is. <laughs> I don't know how how close that bathroom is to the front door of your house, but I probably would have quickly whisked that motherfucker right out the door and punted it out in the street.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, it's pretty close to the front door, but I uh, I wasn't touching that. There's no way in hell. That thing would have ended up on me somehow. There's no way. I'm not risking it. I'm not a fan of big spiders. I'm not a fan of any spiders, really. Um, however, for some reason, I don't... In my basement, um, seems to be where a lot of the big ones seem, how, seem to come into my house, is in the basement somehow. I don't know how they get in there, but they do. And I kind of let them live for a while for some reason. They fascinate me, but I don't want to touch them. So I see they have their own little house thing going on where it's like, oh, I got, I got my little web here. Uh, yeah. I let them hang out there for a while. They're not going anywhere. But uh, if I see them like, just kind of wandering around, that's when I smash them. Um, yeah. <laughs> my buddy, he lives in South Carolina. Uh, I'll always remember this. I don't know if he remembers this, but this stuck with me. Um, we were down at his house, and we stayed in uh, – he, re- he rented a house down there for a while when he first moved down. And so uh, my wife and I went down and stayed with him one time. And, of course, there's these giant fucking spiders in South Carolina, and they're all over the place. And they would, like, get in his house real easily, <clears throat> but they would always, like, stay in the window, and he would leave them there. And so he has, like, all these giant fucking spiders in his window. And then I said to him, like, dude, why don't you kill these things? And he's like, well, they're not doing anything wrong. You know, they're just hanging out. No big deal. I'm like, okay. He goes, but if that guy gets on the wall, or she's walking on the floor, then it's out of bounds. And then I smash his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see one, I, just <laughs> I think about that being out of bounds.
2: Holy cow. That, no, there's no way I I could let one hang out at my house. I probably personally wouldn't mind it a whole lot, but my wife and kids would just go absolutely ballistic <laughs> as soon as they saw it. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's... Uh, I bet like I we had a I had a bunch of them in my basement not that long ago and it was almost like they had like babies or something and then the babies were kind of wandering around. That's when I finally was like, all right, I'm done, and I smashed a bunch of them and I left them there. It's a spider graveyard. No spiders have returned since then. It's kind of like my that's fly why, graveyard. I had.
2: That's why I was getting ready to say. That's why you have so many flies in your house because you don't have any uh built in. Protection with the spiders catching them in the webs. That's why I leave them. I leave them there to kill the
1: kill the flies. Actually, so another spider had made its way into my window somehow. I don't know how it got in there even, and it was between the screen and the glass of the window. And he made a nice little web. And then inside the window, like you know, you have like the little side where the window slides up and down. Mm-hmm. There's like this little plastic white piece in there that kind of covers the track a little bit and he could get behind the white piece so he had like his hiding spot and then he had his web and the web was like up in the like you know probably 7 inches from the bottom of the window so he made a web that went all the way across and it touched the the glass of the window and the screen so right between the two so he was like floating between my window and he would just like hang out up there and I had to figure out how to kill him without letting him in my house so Um, I got the vacuum cleaner out again (laughs) <laughs> went over and, and it, sucked his ass up.
2: <laughs> sounds like a humanitarian kill to me. in My opinion. Oh
1: yeah, I I love it, dude. I just go around and just suck up spiders with my vacuum. It's the best because they can't get away from the suction. They try and run, but they can't. You just suck them up, and then you can watch them in the little canister and make sure you got them. They just spin around yeah. in there, and you just hold the trigger and let it go because it sucks out all the oxygen and they can't breathe and then they die.
2: Wait for the legs to curl up.
1: Yep, exactly. As soon as the legs are up, you got them.
2: Yeah. I can relate to your buddy that lives down south. I, I, My wife is always telling me that I want to move to Florida. I want to live somewhere warm. But then I remind her of the story of when her, her mom, um, about a year after we got married, she lived in Jacksonville, Florida, and she asked us to come down there and help her move, and she had all of her shit in a fucking storage unit down there. I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll drive down, move her. You know, it'll take one day down. We'll hang out for a day, load up her shit on the third day and drive back on the fourth day, make it a long weekend. So the day we go to the storage unit, we're we're loading up boxes, and she's got a bunch of these rubber made totes in the corner stacked up with some stuff in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And my mother in law goes in, my wife behind her, they look on top of this one tote, and there's this gigantic spider and they come out screaming. You, you would have thought they seen a fucking rattlesnake or something crazy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's this giant spider in here and blah, blah, blah. And my wife always blows spider shit out of proportion because she's terrified of them. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. So me and my buddy that I enlisted uh, go on the road trip with us down there. We go in the storage unit and we're looking around. We don't see the spider. They're like, it was on top of that Rubbermaid tub. And we look over. Sure enough, that motherfucker is there. I'm not kidding you, dude. That fucking thing was as big as my hand, like a mini tarantula with no fucking hair. And Jesus. when it took off running, it, just imagine the sound of the, the lid on a Rubbermaid tub and you scratching your fingernails on it. That's what it sounded like when it took off running. Oh, yeah. I came out of there screaming like a fucking <laughs> schoolgirl. Biggest fire I've ever seen in person. Oh my
1: God, I would die. I seriously would die. There's no way in hell.
2: I told her that right there is the reason I don't want to live in Florida. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. That's the downside of the warm climate. Plus like the roaches, you know, you forget about that. Like there's fucking cockroaches everywhere
2: and it doesn't even have to be a dirty house. You can, no, I, I, she lived down there for a time when she was in high school and they had a really nice house down there, but it was, it didn't matter where you live. Cockroaches Mm -hmm. were like an infestation in everybody's house.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, thanks. I know, I always talk a big game about wanting to live down south or live near the beach or whatever, but I really don't want to. I just want to visit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And
2: it's... I've heard stories of people that live in Arizona and the desert states and shit having scorpions in their house. Can you imagine that? Mm-mm. Oh,
1: dude, so I had this teacher in uh, in college, I guess I should say professor, and she was, uh, she was telling us a story. She used to live in Arizona and uh, and they had like a pool house and a swimming pool and all that stuff. And so she went swimming and then she got out of the pool and she grabbed her towel to dry off. And so she's drying off or whatever. And then she feels something really scratchy and she pulls her towel away and there's a giant tarantula just hanging out on this towel that she's just rubbed all over herself.
2: Oh my God. I would That's lose not my fucking fuck. mind. Oh yeah. my God. I probably would have died of a heart attack.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I, there's no way in hell, dude. The no, 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 no. Yeah. So, anyway, that's spider news, I suppose. But uh, I was uh, I was watching the uh, the tribe game last night. Did you watch any of that?
2: I didn't, and it must have been a hell of a game because you, I saw your notes this morning, but I didn't know what happened.
1: Yeah, they ended up winning nine to eight in extra innings. Which is pretty awesome. Um, it was a rough, rough start for Bauer. Um, he wasn't. He had like he was having some control issues early on, which sucks for me because he's on my fantasy team. And uh, you know he was he was doing all right, but he only pitched four innings. Um, yeah, they ended up. Uh, I think Texas tied it in the ninth. Um, Gallo hit a homer for them, uh, I believe, in the ninth to tie it up, and that dude had like, I, I'm not super familiar with him, but I do know he had, like, last night they showed his stat line. It was a 187 batting average, but he had, like, 20 homers and 60 RBIs or something. So the dude literally what? only hits home runs. <laughs> I swore, and I don't know if this is true. I might be making this up. I think the announcer last night said he had more home runs than singles.
2: <laughs> really? I don't That'd know be
1: yeah I don't know how you're on a major league roster uh and you hit a buck ninety, but that's his average right now
2: <clears throat> well if i mean that average is almost two hundred so if if every ball you hit one out of every five is a home run, i guess they'll take it <laughs> that's yeah. crazy
1: yeah his career average is a one ninety seven uh he's got let me see i'm just looking him up real quick um See he has sixty-one hits, twenty-four home runs. Wow! <laughs> so almost a th- over a third of his hits are home runs. But he doesn't have very many hits. That's the funny part.
2: Home, Holy home cow! Hits. Does this guy look like Barry Bonds? Is he all jacked up on the juice?
1: No, he's actually he's like a taller, thinner kind of guy. I mean, he's pretty tall. I mean, he's he's big. I mean, relatively speaking, compared to me. I'm, I'm tiny, so... Yeah, he's he's big dude. I mean, he's got power, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, the other interesting news out of this game was a couple things. Uh, One, uh, Jose Ramirez hit his 30th home run already, which I Mm -hmm. believe that's his career record. I think he got to 29 all of last year, so he's already at 30 now, which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, And then also we saw... Uh, our first appearances from our new guys that we traded for. So we traded for uh, Hand and Simber from, from San Diego. So um, so you got Brad Hand uh, and Adam Simber from, from San Diego in exchange for Francisco, uh, I'm not sure how you say his last name, I think it's Mejia. And mm-hmm. uh, he was our, one of our top prospects. I think he was in the top 15 prospects in all of baseball. So we gave up one of our top prospects. He was a catcher. Uh, but he didn't really want to play any other positions. And I think that's kind of what was his demise in our organization. So they were trying to get him into the outfield and stuff so they could get him up on the roster sooner than later. But I think he really his passion was for catching. So they traded him. The cool thing, though, is Hand is an all-star reliever, which we need bullpen help badly. And mm-hmm. Simber is also a pretty solid reliever, but he's a rookie, so time will tell on him. Uh, however uh hand has uh 24 saves this year tied for third in the nl so he came you know obviously from the national league but now he's coming to our team so the question is who's the closer now you've got three dudes who could close out a game for you um Mm -hmm. cody allen andrew miller and now brad hand i think knowing tito francona hand is not going to be the closer anymore Um, i think he he's basically going to be interchangeable with andrew miller would be my assumption right now he came out last night and pitched and he gave up a run (laughs) so (laughs) that was kind of funny um he had one hit one run one earned run one strikeout so
2: yeah take him a little bit to get acclimated i mean he's an all-star closer so we something we definitely needed yeah so i'm pretty excited about that I'm surprised that they didn't try to shake up some of the guys that run the bullpen versus just giving up the catching prospect. But, hey, whatever works.
1: Yeah, I like that we gave up one guy who is a prospect that will probably be pretty good. But, you know, those guys can be good but not great. Um, Mm -hmm. Mejia may turn out to be fantastic, right? Who knows? But I like that we have a contention window right now where – we can, we could make the World Series, but you've got some very strong teams in in your uh, in your league. So Boston, New York, and Houston—they're all very strong. The funny thing is, ESPN tweeted out something, and it was like who you got in the East, uh, or something, or like who you got to win the pennant, the AL mm-hmm. pennant, and it, they only had those three teams. They didn't even have the Indians on there, and the Indians are winning their division right now. So. Oh, my. I thought that was kind of funny, but I like that. I don't like when they pick us to win stuff because for some reason it seems like everyone gets too much pressure put on them and then they just buckle. Yeah. But um Yeah, so uh it'll be fascinating. I think that it was smart because you needed the bullpen help and then especially come playoff time, you know, when you shorten your starting rotation down to three or four starters, and then you uh, add one of your starters to your bullpen usually as like kind of that long relief guy or like really tight pressure situation guy. you know, if you get into a jam early in a game with one of your other starters, you can throw that guy out there. So it's, um, it's, and then you, and then you add hand and then you have Miller and then you have Allen. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty solid. And so it'll be, uh, I'm glad they kind of made they made their pitching stronger because they have a pretty solid offense. I mean, they have a good enough offense that um, if their pitching is on point like it usually is, yeah, these other teams are going to have a hard time scoring runs on us, even though they're very good teams. I'm mean, and, and same for us. I mean, we're going to have a hard time too. But I can see us having a path to the World Series now. Before, I was having a hard time seeing it. I didn't think we could pass the Astros.
2: Yeah. Hopefully it all pans out. I I read an article last night too, that they said, I don't, I don't even remember where the source was, but it said that they still needed help with the starters on the pitching side. But Mm. I I think we have a good enough mix. I don't know if they were alluding.
1: I would kind of disagree with that. Honestly. Uh, I would say that if you need any other help, it's probably outfield, um, Kipnis has been coming on as of late, but he has a tendency to just die off. And in the playoffs, he tends to just go away. And he's only hitting 224 right now. So I would say, if anything, you need a second baseman or an outfielder. <clears throat> Probably an outfielder, but um, I don't know. I, I don't think they have the assets to give up to get somebody you know, mm-hmm. crazy. But they were talking about getting Adam Jones from, from Baltimore, so that would be kind of interesting. Um, he plays center field. I don't know. Uh, I really like uh, Naquin a lot, and mm-hmm. and they keep sending him back down. So I don't know. Um, like some of these guys that platoon, like Brandon Geyer, he's hitting a buck eighty four. I mean that's horrible. And then uh, you've got, you know, Naquin hitting two sixty nine right now. He was up near three hundred for a while. And then mm-hmm. uh, Rajay Davis is just getting old, so you got to watch him. But he's a, such a threat to steal bases, you can't ignore him. You have you have to have that guy out there, put him out there to pinch run, whatever you got to do. Um, so I think he he's going to be vital come playoff time, putting pressure on the pitching. Um, but yeah, they could add some help in the outfield, or they could do it at second base. I think I wouldn't. I'm not opposed to them getting rid of Kipnis if they need to. I love Kipnis. I thought he was great when he uh signed that big deal, but ever since then he hasn't really been panning out.
2: Yeah. They definitely hold on to some of their emotional players. I don't know if it's because it's just to keep the morale of the team up, but yeah. yeah.
1: It is. It is.
2: Kip Kipness and Josh Tomlin, they this kind of let him lingering around right now.
1: Yeah. Well, and also like, you know, come playoff time, um Tomlin. You better hope he doesn't see the light of day. Because if that dude comes out there, you've been fucked.
2: (laughs) Uh, Isn't his stat line that he's gave given up the most home runs in relief of any pitcher? He has.
1: (laughs) He has to. That dude's like a home run machine. He just goes out there throws batting practice anymore. Uh, I feel Mm -hmm. bad because I I loved uh, him back when he was on like in the starting rotation and everything. He was one of my favorites for a long time. uh, Back to the maniac days, I really liked him, but. Yep, he's just, he's kind of lost it as of late, and I don't know that he'll ever get it back. He might be done soon.
2: I, I think the whole reason he lost his edge was he got rid of the mullet. Should have never cut his hair. That's
1: right. Yeah. That power mullet.
2: Yeah. Nothing <laughs> to be said for the mullet.
1: That's right. Yeah. So, anyhow, that I guess that kind of sums up the tribe. But uh, I want to move on to uh, some other interesting news we've got with... Uh, this this Trump saga that just never seems to end. There's so many prongs to this front. I just can't, uh, I can't seem to believe that we, every day, come up to a new story about Trump, whether it's with Russia or, who knows, prostitutes or strippers or porn stars or whatever that he's paying off. So, apparently, uh, Michael Cohen, his former lawyer, recorded Trump discussing payment to a Playboy model, secretly. So, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of shit getting stirred up again here. And I don't know that this really means a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. You would imagine these evangelical Christians that vote for this fuck, fuckhead, like, would, uh, you know, kind of start backtracking on him at some point. Um, you know, there are more people in the Republican party than president Trump. So, yeah, I don't know this. Yeah. So I guess Rudy Giuliani, he's kind of representing Trump now. And, uh, he said that nothing in that conversation suggests he had any knowledge of it in advance, but I haven't heard the audio from this yet. And I don't know that it's out there. I looked, but I didn't see it unless it broke at some point and I just missed it. But, um, you know, it's just another one of these you know situations where he's paying paying people for having sex with him
2: yeah and i don't know what's wrong with these women who allow it to happen is it just because it's that big of a payday that they lower themselves to that level and just take it i i don't see why any of them would want to sleep with the dude honestly i ain't look at him
1: I think it's the notoriety, honestly. Like to say you slept with that guy, like he's he is such a popular figure. I mean, yeah, he's a disgusting slob of a human being, but and his mouth looks like a butthole. But yeah, mm-hmm. he just, it, which is fitting because everything he spews out of his mouth is straight shit. Uh, he's yeah, it's just one of those things I think where you find people who are interested in in his ethos and just sleeping with him for that reason and not because they're attracted to the guy
2: right and it, it, i don't know who's to i mean it's not right with him wanting to be a presidential candidate and setting the moral compass for that side of the party like you said and the evangelicals still backing him up when this kind of shit comes out but don't you think there's a little bit of blame on the on the the woman's side too i mean stormy daniels not really that i mean you you look at her and see these interviews and stuff, but could you imagine what she looks like when she's not all made up for TV? I have a feeling (laughs) she's probably a pretty nasty fucking bitch.
1: She might be. Um, Yeah. I I do think it's shitty that these women come out after they have been paid for for the reasons of not talking, right? Like that's the whole purpose of the money that you got was so that you would shut your Mm -hmm. fucking mouth. So yeah, I think that's pretty shady too. Uh, However, since it is now in the forefront and we are now proving that these things are facts. It just proves all the lies that Trump tells everybody. And that's that's kind of where I get go with it. I don't really care about this story, per se. I don't care that he's sleeping around on his wife. That's not my problem. That's Melania's problem and Trump's problem. I don't care. And I'm not somebody who votes 100% morally because I don't think you'll find somebody who is 100% moral who's willing to be a politician anymore. I just don't think so. Um, you try, I, obviously I try to find that person. I think like, I felt like Obama was a pretty moral person. I don't feel like, um, that he was out there causing all sorts of problems and he, and if he's doing stuff, he's doing it good enough where no one's finding out about it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of my issue here with, with Trump is this, this stuff comes out and he denies and denies and denies, and then it comes out and then then he starts backtracking and then changes the story completely. And this happens several times. This isn't the only time. And so to me, you elect this man because you think he's a strong individual, but he can't even maintain a commitment to his wife and family. Mm -hmm. And, And that's where I go with it. It's, it's not so much the fact that he's sleeping with other women and stuff. I don't care. I, I could care less if my president wasn't married and he was sleeping with women every night. I don't really care. Uh, to me, that doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, a little bit in maybe your judgment, but, um, you know, I, I also think that there is a possibility that, you know, you can separate those things. Like being president and then your sex life can be two things that are just different. Now, if you're a complete freak, Maybe not. Maybe it bleeds in. Maybe it's, you know, you're doing drugs or you're worried about your next, you know, woman you're going to sleep with or whatever, and you're not focusing on the task at hand. So I prefer, obviously, that this type of behavior isn't going on in the White House. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, I'm not quite sure how detrimental it is.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It. And you made a good point. I mean, they really never drug, any kind of stuff like this up on Obama that I can recall. I think the closest thing they came to having a controversy when he was in office and it really wasn't a controversy was his oldest daughter. Um, I think several of his big speeches, she was missing and there was uh, cell phone footage of her freaking out of the Lollapalooza concert or something <laughs> yeah. in a pit. I mean, but that's a, that's a teenager thing. I mean, yeah. big uh, deal.
1: hundred uh, percent. So, uh, the one interesting observation that somebody made regarding Trump was uh, over this whole, he had this whole, you know, blow up with this, I think it was the the summit in Helsinki or whatever, where he talks to Putin. Mm-hmm. And so he basically does what everyone thinks he's going to do and is a puppet for Russia. Um, and, and Putin says, oh, we didn't, we didn't meddle in your elections. And, and Trump's like, see, he didn't meddle in our elections. And then someone pointed out, well, Obama proved he had a birth certificate and you didn't believe him. But you believe <laughs> Putin didn't do anything in the election. You know, it was just... That was eye-opening to me when someone said... I never really thought of it that way. But yeah, can you imagine? Your, your, your current president was accusing the former president of not even being a citizen of this country. He proves it with his birth certificate. And then you go and you're a puppet for Russia like what the fuck world do I live in
2: and now he's he's opened up an invitation for him to come to the White House for a visit
1: yeah on top of the trade war that he started with China
0: China 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 China.
1: (laughs) Trump loves some China and some vagina Oh, he likes a nasty vagina. Oh yeah, he does. He's a. I think maybe he came up with this phrase when he was referring to his penis.
2: Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself. (laughs) I wonder. I I wonder if everybody mistook him. Mist. Mistakenly uh, took him for calling uh, Kim Jong Un Rocket Man when he was actually talking about Little Trump in the pants. That's what I think. I
1: think that Rocket Man just a reference to his crotch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God, I hope so.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? You come out. He comes out later at the end, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys thought I was talking about Kim Jong Un. I was just talking about my cock." <laughs> so i had all you guys running around talking about rocket man
2: (laughs) i think what i honestly think would be awesome and not that it vindicates a lot of the shit that he's done to this point but it's crazy to think about and it'll probably it would probably never happen there's probably a a very very slim chance but what if he's trying to befriend all these guys that have been dicks to the U S all this time. And what if he tries to call a summit sometime in some place where it's not necessarily neutral to all parties, but a little bit more of an advantage to us. And he tries to have all these guys just fucking knocked off. How crazy would that be?
1: That'd be pretty Epic. Um, Yeah. I doubt that anything like that would happen, but that would be pretty Epic for sure. Not that I advocate for us assassinating world leaders or anything, but yeah.
2: There's some of them that deserve it, I think.
1: (laughs) I think they all do. And I think some of them would look at us and say Trump deserves it from their perspective. So, I mean, you know, we always look at everything with an American spin on it. You know, Mm -hmm. how's the rest of the world feel about some of the shit that we do? Like we don't meddle in other people's elections. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. I mean, that's, that's the funny thing about all this. You find out Russia is meddling in your election, and then everyone's freaking out. Meanwhile, like, how many elections have we been in meddling around? Way too many. So it's not the meddling in the election part I care about. It's the fact that we I identified that it happened. Because, I mean, I care about it, obviously, but it's not like, I guess what I'm trying to say is we do it too, and it's not unexpected, and other countries are probably doing it all the time to each other. You know, it's not just us and it's not just Russia and, you know, but right now the spin is almost like it's just Russia and they just attacked the United States. Poor little innocent United States of America.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, That's an interesting point because if you go all the way back to the Iraq war and all of the shit that happened and just think about some of the diplomacy that happened there and for the first time in forever, some of those Middle Eastern states were, were holding democratic style elections Mm -hmm. where they were actually voting for their leaders and everybody was losing their fucking mind because it was always some kind of royal family that was automatically assumed to be the leader of your country Mm -hmm. and they just completely turned that upside down and we were a huge proponent of that so not only we weren't even meddling in the process at that point we were instigating the whole thing from the ground up that to happen in some of those middle eastern countries so
1: well think of all the times we've supplied rebels with weapons to overthrow their government just yep. that alone i mean we we do shit like this all the time so that's what's kind of interesting about the whole thing is that everyone's all up in arms over russia meddling in our elections yeah no shit and it's horrible and now we we, since we can supposedly we can prove it um you know they have intelligence that claims that they know that this happened Uh, And Trump is still denying it, which makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. But, you know, I mean, I I don't know. I don't understand him. I don't understand people who support this guy. I I feel like I understand kind of their mentality, which is, you know, they think that the system is out to get them Mm -hmm. almost and that Trump's against the system. So that is good. But Trump goes against the system. There's a system for a reason, first of all. And there are aspects of the system that suck, but generally speaking, there's a reason it is the way that it is. And so fighting everything in the system, like, Oh, I don't know your intelligence community is a bit absurd to me. So when you're going to go up against the FBI, because I don't know, you're doing shit, you're not supposed to do. And they're calling you on it. Mm -hmm. You know, that to me just, it's a red flag. Right. And I just, I've never thought this guy was presidential. I never thought he had the ability to have any tact or, um, you know, handle like tense situations in a rational manner. I just always felt like he was just an idiot.
2: No, he he was, he's the perfect example of somebody that should have been a third party candidate, but it, with history, the way that it is. And we discussed this already that it could be 15 to 20 years before we see a third party candidate in the office.
1: Yeah. If then. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And there was no way that he was going to go in on a, a completely independent ticket. So,
1: no, not the, at all.
2: I don't know I don't know why the Republican Party honestly fronted for him and allowed him to to represent them. But don't,
1: don't you remember when he was like <laughs> blowing through the, the primaries and stuff and mm-hmm. all, all the other Republicans were dropping one by one and how they all hated him until they flipped <laughs> and they all were like, Oh yeah, go Trump, rah, rah, rah. It's like Yeah, Jesus, you people are slime. Like have a have a have a spine. Like seriously, have a spine. If you think that the Republican candidate is complete trash, then say so and believe it, because that's the only way that you do fix these things in your party. Because right, you know, I know that people hate Hillary Clinton, and I didn't think she was a good candidate. I voted for the third party just so that, like I said, I could vote, and I didn't like either one of them. So guess what I did? I voted for the third choice. Why? Because I don't like my first two options, and quite frankly. I wasn't going to be happy with either one of them getting elected. In hindsight, I prefer that Hillary got elected just because I think she wouldn't be a shit show like Trump is. And I think he's just dangerous for our community. However, I felt that Hillary was slimy as well. So uh, that's kind of where I stand. And I felt like nobody in the Republican Party had spine enough to say that or do that for their party. And that was a problem for them. And so you had these people that were riled up about how Trump was going to... Rage Against the Machine, and, you know, he kind of is, but it's just in a really stupid, fucked-up way, and it's not kind of the outcome that you would hope for.
2: Yeah. It, it, it just seems like everybody jumped on the Trump bandwagon. Whether they whether they liked it or not, they saw the steam that he had, and they saw a chance to overturn the status quo, and now it's backfired. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are saying, what the fuck did we do? What happened? Yeah, I don't think, I don't, the third party candidate in this past election would have been probably the best selection because I don't, I don't like Hillary either. I, I, there was a lot of shady shit around that entire family the whole time that they've been in, you know, all the way back to wild bill, <laughs> Hillary's not much better. I don't know. I mean, they had video footage of her like having seizures and shit during, <laughs> I know, during the campaign trail
1: yeah i mean that's my problem is that, that i always have with election time is that <clears throat> i tend to be physically conservative and socially liberal
2: mm-hmm. so
1: i don't want my government wasting a bunch of money and spending it on stupid shit but i also want people to be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do because who cares you know, I don't need the government telling me what to do, which is the most ironic thing of all time when you listen to the Republicans because they'll sit there and act like, we don't want government. Big government bad. Big government bad. No, 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 no. Oh, hey, gays, you can't get married. Fuck you guys. You dirty homosexuals. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's how they act. And it's like, what? You don't make any sense. Like, if you don't want government, then stop telling people how to legislate their life. You fucking idiot. Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah,
1: it drives me nuts. So, yeah, I, I get really fired up about that. So I have a hard time when it comes to election time because I don't like my taxes going through the roof for no apparent reason. I don't like when we, you know, put all these social programs in for no reason. I think that you do need some of that because it helps a lot of things. There's some indirect help. First of all, if you lost your job and you could go file for unemployment, you would. And that's the other thing. You catch all these Republicans who use these tools to their advantage. If you truly don't believe in this shit, don't use it. But you're a fucking liar hmm you know like if Back. you yeah if you lose your job and go file for unemployment but all you do is vote republican and hate social programs fuck you fuck mm-hmm. you dude you know you're you're just the biggest hypocrite of all time of course you're going to use a social program like that why wouldn't you everybody would now obviously mm-hmm. you don't want people who abuse programs and that's the problem it's not the program itself it's the abusers of the program that's what you're really mad at but that's not what you articulate yep. that's what i don't like don't say this shit and then go use it. You know, Don't backtrack on your word. That's, the, that's why I have such a hard time with the Republican Party in general. I'm not opposed to a lot of what they stand for. I'm opposed to how they go about their business. And that's that's what's slimy to me. Is They're the ones who are super hyper hypocritical. And they always are telling you how to live your life, but doing the exact opposite. How many Republicans have come out rallying against gay people only to find out the dude's tapping his toes in a bathroom stall and then taking a hander?
2: You know, exactly. You want everybody else to eat your fucking dog food, but you don't want to eat it yourself. That's that's the bottom line.
1: Yeah, exactly. I find it disgusting, but I did find this interesting. I had, I I read a, an article on daring fireball, which is uh, written by John Gruber. He's a tech columnist. It covers Apple mostly, but he also throws in just random personal shit on his blog, which I find interesting. He took a quote from Steve jobs in 2010 uh, in a conversation he was having with Robert, Mur- <clears throat> excuse me, Rupert Murdoch. And, uh, and, and Jobs told Murdoch he was uh, blowing it with Fox News. And the quote was, The Axis today is not liberal and conservative. The Axis is constructive, destructive, and you've cast your lot with the destructive people. Fox has become an incredibly destructive force in our society. You can be better, and this is going to be your legacy if you're not careful. I thought that was really, really telling and really spot on. Um,
2: yeah, almost, almost prophetic It in some.
1: Yes, it was. And, um, and it's, it, if you look at Fox News and the way that they cover things and the spin they put on things and the way that they treat the Republican in office, which in this case it is Trump, and make excuses for this person, it's disgusting. They don't hold anybody to any standard. If they have an R next to their name. But as soon as you put a guy with a D next to his name, then that guy is a piece of trash. And it's just not fair. I don't like that.
2: No. It's just a huge shit show.
1: It is. So, that being said, I think it's time to move on from Trump. He just gets me too (laughs) riled up. but uh,
2: Getting everybody in a bad mood, Trump, you cocksucker.
1: Yeah. I'd rather play uh, this next story... Regarding this (laughs) Montgomery, Alabama baseball team, this is great. So there's a uh, Montgomery Biscuits minor league team in Alabama came up with one of their promotions for uh, one of these nights for, you know, when you go to the game, they have like all this fun stuff you can do and all these events and whatever, and it's a, it's millennial night. And it is, and the article says Millennials outraged after baseball team advertises Millennial Night with avocados, participation ribbons, and napping stations. So I thought this was hysterical. There's a video. It's about a minute fifty that goes along with this. I want to play that real quick. Let's take a listen. All
0: right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna pair up. A minor league baseball team is playing on the stereotypes of millennials. Yeah, don't drop the ball. In an attempt to draw more young people to a game this weekend. Hi, uh, how many tickets are you looking for? Offering what the Montgomery Biscuits identify as millennials' favorite things, ranging from avocados to selfie stations, a section for napping, and don't forget the participation ribbons.
1: Eighty percent. of the people in our front office are millennials, myself included, and uh, we're just having some fun with some of the cliches that people
2: point out about millennials.
0: But the very crowd it's seeking, it's upsetting, igniting an eruption of backlash on social media. More than targeting millennials,
1: it's sort of targeting older generations who like to make fun of millennials and like to say that millennials don't like working and don't really like uh, caring for themselves.
0: Though for every angry comment, another appears to fire back.
1: I need to take a second to to pause that. Did you see, you see my screen, right?
2: Yeah, it's kind of kind of chattered, but I did see some of it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, did you see this dude's shirt?
2: I did. I didn't defense. catch his shirt. It's too. Tweeting...
0: Two...
1: Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> it looks like this dude has jizz stains all over his shirt.
2: <laughs> Maybe he was dropping avocado. He was eating dip. Had some avocado dips, maybe some fresh guac. Dropping that shit on a
1: shoe. Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah. Although
0: Biscuits, you know millennials won't dig in unless it's gluten-free. The team itself is made up of millennials, none of whom are even remotely offended by the theme night. I don't think they meant anything sour by it or, or to, to you know, sort of to cast a negative light on the next generation at all. I think they're trying to make light
1: of it. If it's insensitive, then... Maybe they should just have thicker skin.
0: Earlier this year, the (laughs) Lexington Legends faced similar criticism for their Millennial Night before reporting increased attendance at the game. From a PR professional's perspective, they're kind of accomplishing what all of us want to accomplish, and that is people talking about your organization, not only here locally, but, I mean, it's got a lot of um, reach outside of our own community, outside of our state as well. Set, go!
1: That chick looked like an old man in a woman's body. That was so bizarre. Did you see that?
2: I did see that. She had like a wrinkly
1: forehead, more, but then like looked like a normal girl. I don't. It was so weird looking. She looked like an old man but a woman at the same time. I'm not sure what was going on. She had the Southern Bell accent going
2: on though.
0: Montgomery, Alabama. Emily Ikeda, Fox News.
1: Okay, so that's the end of that. Yeah, I thought that, that was absolutely hysterical. Um, Millennial night. Jesus,
2: these people. Where was this? Where was this team at? Montgomery, Alabama? Yep, that's right. wonder what kind of biscuits they were referring to in Montgomery. That's a unique name for a minor league baseball team.
1: Yeah, it is kind of bizarre, but I thought it was so funny that people were... <laughs> so I mean, surprise Twitter, right? But people are out there freaking out over this millennial night because they're making fun of millennials for liking avocado toast. And uh, <laughs> look at this dude's shirt... He's got like a hundred jizz stains all over it.
2: What the hell?
1: Hold on, wait till they'll show him again here in one second. Yeah, but <laughs> it's just funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, look.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from here, I the resolution is so so panned down on my side, it looks like bird shit all over him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, well, poor choice of a shirt, dude. Yeah. I think you need some millennial fashion tips.
2: Maybe some uh somebody's dropping air biscuits at the biscuits game shooting shit all over them.
1: <laughs> Fire out the hole. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I think you got him there right there on the shoulder. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious though. Like what a great idea that is. And the people who get pissed off about it, you guys are just a bunch of fucking snowflakes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The- everybody needs something to get pissed off about. It's like, that's, that's like the desired outcome of social media today. If you can't get worked up and you can't get fired up about something, or you can't be pissed off or argue about something, you know, what's the point? You just don't read something to get joy out of reading it. It's the same effect with the news media. It's been that way forever. You turn on the news in the morning. Oh, so-and-so was shot on the East side, you know, car on fire. Um, nightclub shooting you don't hear any good news and then the only good news is is they have a stupid fucking squirrel water skiing i mean anchorman <laughs> perry did it so well
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah it was so fu- it, it is funny when you like, think about the shit that gets coverage versus the stuff that doesn't but i mean honestly the things that you're most intrigued by are the things that are negative for some reason it's just like human nature you know those weird situations um you know like I'm fascinated by like the true crime stories and stuff. And those are like some of the most horrible things that ever happen. but they're fascinating to me. So I understand why they do it. It's just people on the other side who feel the need to comment on it is what kind of makes me laugh because I see this stuff and I just move on about my day. Um, but, But a lot of people seem to get really engaged in fighting each other on the internet. I don't understand just like arguing with complete strangers about stupid shit that no one's really even right or wrong about who cares.
2: I don't, I don't know anybody that would do that on Twitter. Honestly, (laughs) virtual wink, wink.
1: Yeah. I don't know anyone Uh, who does
2: that. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't say this because we're trying to build a fan base here, but for the most part, complete strangers on social media are fucking retards. So,
1: yeah, that is that's my
2: point. Only my viewpoint, not David's. So, <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's right. No, I I tend to agree that uh, for the most part, you know, you got a, a bunch of morons who are out on the internet doing stupid shit. But, uh, man, just I thought that was funny. It was great. I I love it. I love that idea. I think it's hilarious, and the stereotypes they picked were fantastic.
2: Oh, yeah, they hit a lot of stuff spot on for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we'll
1: wrap up with uh, this other excellent news story, which is <laughs> this uh, Nazi-themed wrestler is under investigation by school district where he works as a teacher. So I'm going to play it a little bit. There's a clip here, and it's him coming out to his theme music at this you know independent wrestling event, and it's kind of hard to hear, but it is, it's kind of cool, so here, just take a listen. <laughs> He's walking around waving his uh, German flag with the uh, Nazi cross on it.
2: Look at that! Have a on it. Yeah, right. So
1: anyhow, that was, I just want to play a little bit of that. That's him coming out and there's a little kid holding a sign that says Blitzkrieg rules. Cause that's his name. And so he's going around <laughs> telling everybody how that kid loves him and all this stuff. I thought this was hilarious. Um, so apparently this dude's a fifth, fifth and sixth grade teacher at a local elementary school. And um, basically on the, on the weekends, he spends his free time doing this uh, worldwide wrestling alliance and he's Blitzkrieg, the German juggernaut And he waves his flag with the German Iron Cross And throws up Nazi salutes um, Somehow Nobody at the school knew That he had this Hobby um, <laughs> <laughs> it, But I guess it's making some people Upset
2: um, It's an interesting Alter ego for a school teacher for sure But I yeah. The guy's going to get fired. He shouldn't get fired, but he's going to lose his job over something so stupid.
1: That's what's funny is it's just a gimmick and it's not real and he's literally just playing up a character. It's kind of the equivalent of if you had a school teacher who was an actor and that you know they portrayed Hitler in a play or something. Like mm-hmm. he's just acting. There's no, yeah. you, just because he's doing this doesn't mean that he is racist or a bigot or anything. He's just basically making a a statement by using this character as kind of a obviously and clearly it's him just trying to be a bad guy, right? Like he's like, man, mm-hmm. what who what kind of person would be like a bad guy? People would just hate this guy. This guy's an asshole. Because that's kind of what wrestling is, right? You have the good guys and the bad guys, and
0: mm-hmm. bad
1: guys are complete a holes. So you know uh i thought it was an ingenious gimmick for wrestling i think it's fucking hysterical this guy comes out there wearing like the ss nazi lightning bolt symbol and he's got his little mm. iron cross flag and sig heil sig heil <laughs> like it's great yeah. he's
2: just play- he's just trying to play the ultimate villain he's playing a character but just like we just talked about with the that minor league baseball team and the social media f tards yep somebody's going to see this Article: They're gonna see this guy coming out to that music. They're gonna hear people in the crowd yelling "Sig Heil," and they're gonna say this guy is glorifying the Holocaust, the killing. Of- he might as well have killed six million Jews himself. Oh, you know, yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's gonna spin on a tangent like that.
1: Oh, absolutely! You're gonna get the the left side of the aisle flipping their shit over this and going nuts, and. How can you make a mockery of the Holocaust and all this stuff? And guys, I mean, let's be real. That was obviously like one of the most, if not the most tragic event in the entire world history. This guy is literally just portraying a character just to fuck around. So just buy into it. Play with it. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's great. Who cares that he's a teachers They should have nothing to do with this at all. I mean, if he was going around in his free time wearing a swastika and going around and trying to find Jews to kill, we'd have a problem here. But this guy is just doing a a wrestling gimmick, and anybody who's watched wrestling knows exactly what this is, and it's, it's hilarious. It's great.
2: It's just the ultimate bad guy character. That's all it is. Just like the portrayal of communist Russia, you get the USA chant going on in the crowd. It's just playing on the patriotic notion to, uh, to cheer for the good guys in the match. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. There's nothing more than that. And that's what's funny about this. And, you know, you people who get up on your hill and start running your mouth about how this is so bad. I mean, why don't we just have, uh, I don't know, a, a statewide dictator who can censor your speech? Yeah oh Oh, that's right you don't oh you don't want that to happen that's right because that's bad i mean come on people if this guy was being an asshole and really like hurting people that would be one thing he's clearly not so i mean i don't understand the outrage (laughs) over this at all and he better not lose his job i think that'd be absolutely ridiculous if they fire him over that
2: oh it would be it'd be completely wrong i mean this guy could come out and say, hey, I'm just exercising my First Right Amendment. My my right's covered by freedom of speech. And it, this is the double standard. It, it's not okay for him to do that in most people's eyes, especially on the left side of the fence. Yeah. But then they can come out and say whatever they want. Oh, we're not serving you in our restaurant. Um, that's our freedom of speech because you're a, an a-hole Republican, you know, but... If you're a if you're a black liberal and you go into that restaurant and they don't serve you, holy fuck! Oh yeah, it's, it's the it, double standard is just nuts. So it is it absolutely nuts. So
1: you're right about that. I don't get it. So yeah, I hope to not see this guy get in any trouble. I hope that the school district comes to their senses and realizes that this is just a funny gimmick and it's just a joke. I mean, if you find out, three. I mean, I understand like investigating this just to make sure that like you're not hiring this guy who really is like a Nazi proponent or something. I get that yeah. part of it because yeah, you want to make sure like now that you found this out that you make sure do due diligence, make sure he's just a harmless wrestling gimmick. And if that's the case, if it's just a harmless wrestling thing, who gives a shit? He's not hurting anybody. He's not saying racial racial slurs or anything like that, or being bigoted when he's coming out that, that I've seen or know of. And so, you know, until that happens, it's just a, it's just entertainment.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think you're early on this article too, because I I hadn't heard anything about it. So, give it time to get warmed up. There'll be there'll be some controversy. There's no, there'll never be as good of a controversy as the school teachers who sleep with their students, because that's like the ultimate you know bad teacher scenario. But give this one time to warm up. We'll see it later. Yeah, I guarantee it.
1: The articles from the 5th and 6th graders. My teacher was a Nazi. <laughs> I felt like I felt like my classroom was an internment camp.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was bringing us in gluten-filled snacks. I think he was trying to cause mass hysteria and kill us all. He just
1: caused mass hysteria to my
2: bowels. <laughs> 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 he fed me food and tried to get me to shit myself to death
1: Oh my god I can't believe it You brought me food with gluten You jerk <laughs> <Man>. I'm <sighs>
2: gonna
1: have to go tell my mom I have diarrhea
2: I mean this is so stupid <laughs> It's gonna happen You know it's gonna happen though It's It's inevitable this guy's going to become public enemy number one Here in a week or so Once once it makes its paces through all the social media Sites and enough news outlets get a hold Of it
1: Yeah I agree and I just Think it's Silly it really is um, I just Can't imagine You know this being that big of a Deal Um
2: yeah, I'm sure most people are going to say, "Uh, he's a public educator. He's has direct contact with our children, so he oughta he should choose his hobbies a little more carefully." But well, if he likes to wrestle and if he likes to be the bad guy,
1: yeah. But I would say to that though, okay. So say he was just a a, a luchador wrestler, you know, like whatever, just that was his thing. Do you care? Yeah. Or, no, you don't it's the gimmick itself that you're trying to flip out over, not the fact that he's wrestling in his spare time. Yeah. True. And, and so I don't, I don't see like why people should be, or could be up in arms over this. Uh, like I said, unless they uncovered that he's like some kind of like secret closet Nazi. And this is how he kind of expresses it in public. If that were the case, then yeah, I do have a problem with that. And yeah, you could probably remove that guy. I honestly yeah. doubt that that's the situation and that you probably just are having a good time. You created a good villain and it works. I mean, I'm pretty sure that this, I mean, you probably know way better than I do because I think this was more of the era that you grew up in with wrestling in the eighties was, I'm sure they made like Russian bad guy characters and, um, stuff like that to play on in the WWE.
2: Oh yeah. The Russian bad guy characters. um, or well, they had, like, the, Sergeant
1: Slaughter, right?
2: Yeah, he was the ultimate American hero, quote-unquote. Yep. And then he was always fighting, you know, like, Nikolai Volkov, who was the Russian bad guy, yep. or the Iron Sheik, who was the Iranian bad guy, because Iran is terrible. Yeah,
1: exactly. See, it's nothing more than that. And that's that's what's great about this. It's a great gimmick. I love this. I hope this guy gets a contract with the
2: WWE.
1: would <laughs> <laughs> be I, awesome? Yeah.
2: I have a feeling Vince McMahon is not going to let him keep that gimmick, though, if he gets a contract with the WWE. (laughs) He might, but I doubt it.
1: It'd be so good. We've
0: been hanging and banging, brother!
2: (laughs) Just in time for the Hulkster's return. That's right. Yeah, there you go. There's the spin. Hulk Hogan, the greatest American hero of all time in the wrestling world, fighting Blitzkrieg. Yeah, that would be fantastic. School teacher Nazi. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly So
1: Oh, I have a visitor Say <laughs>
2: hi hey, He's a co-host
1: Yeah, a special guest on the podcast this morning Got a little visitor right here What's up, buddy? Woke up nice and early today
2: Alright Well, should good have, timing Should <laughs> uh, burn off some farts in the mic
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's right So Awesome. Well, that being said, I think that's probably going to wrap us for this episode. Um,
2: Any parting words? No, I think I am ready for the weekend, ready for some peace and quiet now that softball is over. So, yep,
1: I'm ready for it too. My parting words are "sick hell."
0: All right, motherfuckers, the show is over. Subscribe to our show anywhere you get your podcasts and do not forget to follow us on Twitter at prodwhackers or on Instagram at prodwhackers. And remember every time you yawn, there is a ghost trying to put his wiener in your mouth. See you next time.